This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Health One. Because a respiratory acidosis would do what? That would raise typically your bicarb if it's chronic, and then acutely your CO2 from whether it's arterial CO2 or or uh, end tidal CO2 measured from the cannula should be high. But in the case of a metabolic acidosis, you're gonna have a low bicarb and a low pH. And so in those settings, we generally approach these as thinking about whether they have an elevated anion gap or a normal anion gap. So we calculate the anion gap by taking the cations, which is sodium, and then taking the anions, which are chloride, and what else? Yeah, so, so basically chloride and bicarb, or the chloride and CO2 together, and those should be different only by about 6 to 10. So a normal anion gap is going to be about 6 to 10, and if it's more than that, we start, that's what we call an elevated anion gap acidosis. And those people are sick. They always have something wrong with them, and oftentimes serious and sometimes even life-threatening. So anyone know there's a little mnemonic for remembering the, um, the causes of an anion gap acidosis? Those are called the mud piles, right? And so the mud piles. So the mud piles, M is for methanol, which we don't see that much, but the toxic alcohols. Uh, I is for INH or isoniazid, which is a TB drug, which, which, we, which we rarely ever see. U is for uremia. D for so renal failure. So if they can't clear their acid, then, then they can't reconstitute their bicarb and they get an anion gap acidosis. D is for diabetes, so diabetic, diabetic ketoacidosis. Um, P is for paraldehyde, which we never really see anymore. I mentioned I already. L is for our beloved lactate. Yeah, so lactic acidosis, so that's one. And then um, E is for just ethanol or ethylene glycol. So the other toxic alcohols. And then S has multiple, but really we think, main one we think about is salicylates, like aspirin. So when we see most of these people with anion gap acidosis, what do you think the most common one is? Diabetic, yeah. And the other one is gonna be alcoholic, right? And alcoholic is really ketone. So those are, they're very ketotic, they're, star they're starving. So they also have a ketosis, like a, like a diabetic, but with a, usually a normal or sometimes even a low sugar. So our patient here were, is a former heavy drinker with pancreatitis. She looks dehydrated and so probably has a combination of dehydration, metabolic acidosis, probably like a starvation, alcoholic, ketoacidosis. But we're making sure with a lactate and things that it doesn't look like sepsis or some other kind of phenomenon. So the summary here is to remember that Metabolic acidosis is very serious. Those causes all need evaluation. And the way we approach them on top of, as Adam just has added on a whole bunch of extra labs once we found this out, is we need things <laughs> with a non-functioning epoch. We need things like lactate, salicylate levels, Tylenol levels, and usually a venous blood gas, or sometimes an ABG, but a venous blood gas will get you the, PE, uh, the, the pH, which is what we really want. So quick and dirty, and uh, let's have a good shift. We are on a quest to provide the world with free medical education. Please help us out by rating us on iTunes, following us on social media, and subscribing to our newsletter at emergencymedicalminute.com.